Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of First Chronicles, chapter 16. Here's Pastor Ryan. Are you fully dedicated to the Lord? Or are we half-stepping? One foot in with the church and one foot in with the world. Jesus was asked by a lawyer, tricky lawyer, in Matthew 22, verse 35. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, and with all your mind. I mean, that's the definition of a burnt offering. you got to love him with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all of your mind. With everything that you have, put God first. Love him first. And since I've been saved, and it's been 22 years, I've been asking God to help me to put him completely first above everything. Change my heart. Remove from me if there's any other person place or thing in my heart that has your position as on the throne in my heart remove it and help me to love you with everything that I have that I am because why because you're worthy of it because on the cross Jesus you took away my sin my damnation and Jesus said that is the ultimate that that but that surmises that that is the totality of this book that we love God with all of our heart, with all of our uh, soul and mind. That's it. It's simple. We do that. Man. And a lot of us are lacking peace and strength and courage and joy because we're just all over the place with our devotions. You, you know, the psalmist said, unite my heart to fear you. Unite my heart to fear you. And then it says here in verse 2, And when David had finished offering the burnt offerings and the peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. Then he distributed to everyone of Israel, both man and woman, to everyone a loaf of bread, a piece of meat, and a cake of raisins. I mean, he's done offering these things to the Lord and, and, and where is David now moved to bless? The people. The people that God blessed him with. He's moved to bless now the people. Which that's the key to loving God and being able to love our brethren as ourselves. Amen. It comes from a fully given person to God who has made peace with God, who then supernaturally God enables us to love people that my goodness, back in the day, you would have nothing to do with it. And don't judge me, you know you guys wouldn't have anything to do with them either. But now in Christ, we're all hanging out. There's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither free nor slave, there's neither man nor woman, we are one. But that can only happen with a closeness to the Lord that I have to ask God every day for. 
as we have to strive to, to be in the love of Christ, as we have to work on our relationship, which Christianity is a relationship, a love relationship with Jesus. That's what it is. It ain't religion. It's a relationship. So we have to work on our relationship with Jesus, and a good gauge for how that's going is how we love other people. Jesus said in John 13, 34, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 9 through 10, it says, he who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light and there is no cause for stumbling in him. Oh, Lord, give us your love for other people that we might bless them. He was so into, into the Lord. You saw it. He praised them. He celebrated them. He got a tent for the tabernacle. He got the priests together. He is, this is his love. This is who King David, this is why he's so special. We see him doing all these things. And then he turns and he just shows everybody. Now this is, when we're right with God, this is what it looks like. Hallelujah. Get, the, get the raisin cakes, whatever that is, hand it to people. What else did he give them? Meat. I know what that is. And bread. I know what that is. And a cake of raisins, whatever. But that's his heart to bless. And when God gives us love for people, it isn't with like it isn't with strings attached. It's not with like I'm doing this so you'll be my friend. This it's about it's agape is no strings attached. I just love you because God loves me. Love seeketh not its own. I know I don't have that love, guys. Without Christ, I have to spend time with Him. Because I can't preach to you and not have love for you or I become sounding brass. I'm nothing. I'm this microphone. But to be effective for Jesus Christ, we have to love each other. Forgive each other. Bear with one another. Jesus was asked by that lawyer, remember I told you the first half, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And this is why we try to promote fellowship and church is fellowship. It isn't just coming here, hearing a message and then bouncing. Nobody knows you. You know, you don't belong to you. You belong to Jesus. Amen. And Jesus says, intermingle, get to know each other. Yeah, but that person. You need that person more than you know to help you be more like Jesus. Yeah, but he or she rubs me wrong. Yeah, we're living stones. Rubbing wrong. Rubbing wrong. After a long time, what happens? Man, they're smooth. <laughs> Can't even get a sword in between those two stones, but remember it was like, oh, smooth. 
But people just feel the roughness and I'm out. Yeah, I got that thing. I got to do that, that thing, you know. If I had a dollar for every excuse, for every matter, biblical matter, I'd be pretty rich. Excuses, man. I'm telling you. Just, it is what it is. God help us. Peter, you love me. Yes, Lord, you know that I do. Love, you know, teach my sheep. Tend to them. Care for them. And if you're in any form of authority or leadership, it's, it's a good practice to be kind to the people that you're over. Right? Moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas, you know. It can be all marching orders and discipline with the kids and school and all of that. Remember, God has put us in a situation to bless us. We had better bless those that he's put under us. And not forget that he called us to bless and not to curse. You managers, you bosses. You know what I mean? It's a good thing. I think the Proverbs tell us that a, a, a throne, a king's throne, is established by, by loving kindness. What is desired of a, of a man is kindness, the Bible says. And so he distributed to everyone of Israel, both man and woman, to everyone a loaf of bread, a piece of meat, and a cake of raisins. And he appointed some of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord, to commemorate, to thank, and to praise the Lord God of Israel. Asaph, the chief, and next to him, Zechariah, then Jael, uh, Shemarot-Moth, Jael, uh, Mattathiah, Eliab, Benaiah, and Obed-Edom, Jael with stringed instruments and harps, but Asaph made music with cymbals. Oh, Benaiah and Jehaziel, the priests regularly blew the trumpets before the ark of the covenant of God. And so here David appointed, you know, some of the musicians of the Levites to continually praise the Lord, worship him. And like I said, I think a week ago or whatever, be praying for our worship, be praying for those who have, God will send us skilled people with good hearts. We don't want skill, we don't want talent. We want good hearts plus talent. Right? Or who's willing to work at the talent. Amen? Good hearts, right? So pray for that area for our church. Um, what else? But what's interesting is that it's explained to us um, how they were to minister to the Lord. It says here that before the ark, they were to commemorate, they were to thank, and they were to praise. Isn't that cool? It's spelled out. This is what praise should be. This is how we minister uh, to the Lord, some of the ways that we do. Um, to commemorate is to call to remembrance by a psalm act to celebrate with honor and uh, solemnity, to honor as a person or event by some act of respect or affection intended to preserve the remembrance of that person or event. So to commemorate is to look back in honor of the Lord for what he has done in the past. 
So part of worship is to think of that. Like we mentioned our salvation. You know, we should ask ourselves, you know, I'm not fired up to sing. I'm not fired up to raise my hands. And, and why is that, Lord? Well, we got to pray to him to find those things out, right? And we should pray, Lord, why? You know, and, and it may be the Holy Spirit speaks to your heart because you don't commemorate enough of what he's done in your life. You're thinking all about right now, and, and it's, it's, the past isn't good to look back at in some senses, but in the good senses, we should look back. Remember the works of the Lord. Remember how he brought you out of Egypt. Remember how he got you through the wilderness. Remember how he's brought you thus far. Why? So that you forget not his benefits. In Psalm 105, verse 5, it says, Remember his marvelous works, which he has done, his wonders, and the, his judgments of his, the judgments of his mouth. In Psalm 143, verse 5, the psalmist says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your works. I muse on the work of your hands. I muse. I ponder. I think about what you have done. And how some of us need to remember. Remember your first love. Remember your first love. Psalm 103, verses 2 through 5, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your inequities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like eagles. My youth? I still have that? Thank God, all of us still do. Your youth shall be renewed as eagles. Forget not. They were to commemorate, they were to give thanks. I'm sure we all know what that means. Uh, Webster's 1828 says to express gratitude for favor. To make acknowledgments to one for kindness bestowed. To acknowledge... Um, the Lord for his kindness and, the, and, and what he has bestowed upon us, to acknowledge him. Like, Lord, I thank you for saving me. Amen. You know, honor and thanks needs to be bestowed to Jesus. I mean, that shouldn't be, that, that, that should be a norm. Let me commemorate. When we take communion on the first Sunday and the first Wednesday of the month, we're commemorating what Jesus did on the cross. We're looking back and remembering. For those of us who might think we're not loved by God, just look at the cross. Of course you're loved. Of course you are. We, come, we're, we look back. But then, we thank Him. Thank Him. It's to express gratitude for a favor. To make acknowledgement means to one for kindness. Has God been kind to you? When we are grateful for something, do we not want to show our appreciation? When someone, kids, when someone does something nice for you, a friend, don't we want to show appreciation? Say thank you and oh, I appreciate it. And give a response, like a true response. That's why we praise them. What does how I feel 
have to do with giving him thanks. I'm going to thank him because he's worthy of it. It's like someone blessing you and you don't even give him a thank you. When would, when would anyone be so rude as to that, like receive a gift and not say thank you? Like that's cold. Like, right? I don't, right? Well, you don't do that. I know you don't. But I mean, it's the same, right? It's like saying, I was, I was you know, someone blessed you with the, the bike or something and you're just like, and that's how, when we don't praise him and thank him in the sanctuary, Amen. a bike, he died on the cross. This is why Paul says in Romans 12, verse 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren. In other words, he's saying, I beg you, brethren, by the mercies of God, I beg you that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. I mean, he's... The Lord through Paul is, is crying out to us saying, see how reasonable it is for us to say, Lord, I'm a living sacrifice. Think about the sacrifices on the altar. Tied up, four corners. Whatever. Tied up, done. As believers, that's, that's what the Lord said. Whoever desires to come after me, needs to deny himself and take up his cross daily. Cross! He who loves his life and tries to save his life will lose it, but he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Christianity is not about finding our life, it's about losing our life that we might find our life. The more we surrender, and, and, and because we're thankful, and because we commemorate what he's done, we're... Psh, the cuffs on me Lord where are we going and they were to praise him praise according to the dictionary is the expression of gratitude for personal favors conferred a glorifying or extolling Psalm 43 40 verse 3 says he hath put a new song into my mouth even praise to our God and so, that's what they were to do. They were to thank him with song, praise. Because he's worthy of it. Amen. This world hates Jesus. And Jesus said that the world would hate you if you follow Jesus. Because Jesus speaks in this book that sin is wrong. That sin is destructive. And that sin, the punishment for sin is death. Spiritual death. And physical death. Everyone dies, right? Everyone dies. Why does everybody die? Why does the human body die? Because sin and death entered the world with Adam and Eve. And Jesus Christ came to reverse that. By dying on the cross for our sins and giving humanity a spiritual birth. Because when Adam and Eve sinned, they died spiritually. And everyone born after Adam and Eve was like, what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? What am I going to wear? They were concerned with their physical well-being. Think about it. 
Think about how many people don't even think about God until there's a funeral or a what? A wedding. Why is that? Out of sight, out of mind. Instead, the world is like, what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? What am I going to wear? But Christ came and he said, you must be born again of spirit and water. You must be born again because you're spiritually dead. And because you who were dead in your trespasses, he made alive. You who were dead, he made alive. We praise him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your grace, your love, and your mercy. We ask that your word would bear much fruit in our hearts and that you would help us, like David, to establish our love in you, for you, about you, and that we would in turn love others. Lord, bless Sweet Hills, bless your church, your bride. Help us to be a healthy church, a loving church, a church that honors your word. I pray, Father, that as we're here tonight, we know that there may be somebody in this place that hasn't surrendered their life to Jesus Christ. And Lord, you call us to confess you before people, before men. You say it, he who confesses me before men, I will confess him or her before my Father and the angels in heaven. But he who denies me before men, I will deny. So Lord, there may be someone here and we pray that you would touch their heart to surrender their life. So while all heads are bowed, if you're here this evening and you want to make a decision to follow Jesus Christ, to put your faith in him, your trust in him, and you're willing to repent of your sins tonight, He's willing and able to cleanse you of all of the wicked sins you've ever thought of or ever done. He's willing and able to forgive. His precious blood, his death on the cross, that was for you. That was for me. All we have to do is believe in him, acknowledge him, and we will be saved. Is there anyone here? Please raise your hand if you're here tonight. Amen. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else who wants to get right with the Lord? Sister, you who raised your hand, you want to come up here? We have some, some ladies that are here with you, but and we'll go ahead and, and do it from up here if you don't mind. Please come on up. Amen. We don't mean to embarrass anybody, but it's important to let everybody know that this is a decision you want to make, and and before God and before man, and it's from this day forth, like where you'll be married to the Lord, you belong to Him, and He'll guide you. So just repeat this after me, Father God, forgive me for my sins. I've sinned against you. I believe you sent your son Jesus to die for my sins on the cross. And I believe on the third day you raised him from the dead and he's at your right hand now praying for me. Forgive me, Lord. Wash me by his precious blood. 
Make me white as snow inside. And fill me with your Holy Spirit. And guide me from this day forth. Give me the strength to be rooted in you. To love you more than anything. And use me for your kingdom. And protect me from the evil one. Bless my family, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Bless you. So ladies are there to bless you with the Bible if you need to. So let's stand, guys. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services. We now have two services on Sunday, one at 8.30 a.m. and again at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.